I pray above all things, that word wish actually could be translated pray. I pray above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Above all things, this is what he wants. You know, I know when I first started looking at this verse, I was looking at this is a get-rich-quick scheme. I'm just going to be honest with you. This was years ago, and I thought, man, God wants me to be rich. I don't see why I can't be, right? Which I was right, but my heart was so far off, he couldn't have done anything with that because I saw prosperity, and so many people see it this way. They look at the word prosper, and they put dollar signs in front of it and back of it and where the S is, Right? And that's not what prosperity is. Money is is, a, is the, probably the least form of prosperity. And, and without prosperity, you can't have money. You, you can't handle money without, without godly prosperity. That's why he wishes above all things that you would have that. The things he's wishing is that you have godly prosperity and that your well-being is good, not, not just your, your, body, your body, soul, and spirit. He wants you to be healthy in your body. He wants you to be healthy in your mind, and he wants you to be healthy in your, in your doctrine. Amen? That's literally what that means. He wants you to be healthy, right? And, and, and that's, that's soul prosperity. And, and as we give in our giving, in our offerings, we can give and we can trust that God wants us prospered, but, but our giving, is if, if it's done right, it is true prosperity. Giving is the highest form of prosperity. When, when you give to the kingdom of God because you love God, because you know He loves you, and you love other people, and you know that, and you believe that what you're doing in your giving is helping others, then you're prospering. Amen? Amen? Now, if you're giving because you're in need, <laughs> and I'm not saying you shouldn't give if you're in need, Right? It's probably, you know, if I needed a tomato and I couldn't find another way to get one, I'd probably go plant a tomato seed, right? But there's a better way of giving. Yes. Amen? If we give as a, prosper, as a prosperous person rather than to give to be prosperous, then you will truly prosper. Amen? Amen. Ushers, if, if you want, want a offering, an envelope for your offering tonight, that's the offering message, a portion of the message. Glory to God. Go back to 3 John 2. We'll just continue a little while. 3 John 2. You know, I was. I, you look at these things. You know, and, and I don't know if God does this with you, but the other day, I don't know, it's been a few weeks ago, and we all read our chapter, and we've been doing it for years, right? It's well known that everybody at Faith Life Church Reads their chapter every day, Monday through Friday, right? Well known all over the world. But, you know, I was reading it the other day, and God said, read it like I'm talking to you in every chapter. And you forget sometimes you're trying to read it that way. But, you know, like this, say, David, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health. And read it like your father talking to you because he's your father. And when you begin to get the heart of the Father, the Word begins to gain a value that it didn't have in your life before. Because now it's the, it's the Father talking to you. 
And he's saying, this is, this is my greatest wish for you, that you would prosper and be in health the same level that your soul prospers in this health. So what he's literally saying is, I want your soul to be so prosperous that your body, mind, your body and mind and, and, the, and your physical being can't even barely keep up with it. Amen? Because soul prosperity is where prosperity begins. Amen? When, when we begin to change from the heart out, that, that's when change begins. When I began reading this verse, I was trying to change my circumstances rather than my heart. And, and so many times, that's what we're trying to do. We're, we're, we're reading the Word, and we're trying to change our circumstances. But the way God changes your circumstances is He changes your heart. If, you, if your marriage isn't going well, the thing to pray is for prosperity, soul prosperity, because he'll begin to change your heart. Not, not the heart of your spouse, right? Your spouse needs to pray that for themselves. But he'll change your heart in, in, until you, you become the man or the woman, the husband or the wife that you should be. And, and that gives the other the opportunity to do the same. You, you don't try to change someone else. You change you and then affect a change through that. Amen? And, and that's what God is saying in this verse. I want you to prosper from, from inside out in such a way, right, that, that the outside prospers and is in health also. That because, because when you get a hold of this word and you're not just looking at it to change your circumstance but to change your life. Because life begins inside you. It doesn't begin. It's not what's going on around you. Because tomorrow, if everything changed around you, the life inside you would be the same. Amen? Because your circumstances don't define your life. You could say, I don't have any money today. That doesn't define you as poor unless you define you as poor. Right? Because if you don't have any money today, you should be claiming, you should be speaking that I have more than enough. My God meets all my needs according to... You should be speaking things that would bring life to those situations. You shouldn't be speaking otherwise. But, but the big thing is you can't take the circumstance and say the circumstance is what i got to get rid of. Get, who, who knows that money is not the answer for want? See, I was trying to get money to answer my want. Money is not the answer for want. God is the answer for want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The answer for want is the shepherd, right? It's who you're following that that either gets you out of want or keeps you in want, amen? And so when we begin to look for things, we we don't look at the circumstances and try to say, God, change that, change that, change that. And then we try to find word and we say, this'll change it, this'll change it. No, it won't. It'll change you. It'll change you. When, when I allowed this word to get in me and change me, what happened was instead of seeking the riches, seeking what I called prosperity, I began to seek God. Why? Because he's the God of prosperity. And I began to seek God. And when I sought God, he didn't tell me how to go out and make money. He told me how to go out and win souls. He told me how to go out and work with kids. He told me how to teach Bible study five nights a week. He told me how to do lots of things other than business. 
everything he told me to do, in fact, is pulled me away from business. And thank God it did because it pulled me away so far that now I'm here. Right? But this was years and years ago. And, and see, I was trying to change the circumstance so that, so that the circumstance would make me a peace, would give me peace. Right? If, if, I just, if I could just pay this bill, I wouldn't be worried anymore. Guess what? Another one's coming. Right? <laughs> Money's not the answer for want. Things are not the answer for peace. You can have all the things in the world and be completely, completely in turmoil. The, the stuff is not the answer to fix your circumstances. Your heart and fixing the inside of us or growing the inside of you is, is the fix for all these things. That's prosperity. And what, what he's saying in these verses, and, and even if you look at it, you can see what he's talking about. He says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may as prosper, you may prosper, which means do well, progress, progress, succeed in your journey, be successful, right? And be in health, sound well in body, uncorrupted in doctrine. That's pretty good. Because, you know, a lot of people forget that if you're uncorrupted in doctrine, you'll be healed. You'll be healed. Because perfect doctrine is by whose stripes you were healed. Were, past tense, Amen. But we have so many of these other things in our mind. I was talking to somebody today, and, and, I, and I, we were talking about healing, as a matter of fact. And, and, and the problem is, is, is we're, we grow up in a society where it's tit for tat. I do this, I get that, right? And, and that's not the way God is. He just gave us everything. He said, now receive it, right? He gave you healing in salvation by grace. And through faith, you can receive it. It's ours. Amen? Whatever you're dealing with, healing is already yours. You're not trying to get healing to happen. You're trying to receive healing that already happened. Amen? Prosperity, the things of God are that way. They're done already. He, he, he already wants you to richly enjoy all things. He's given you all things to richly enjoy. Amen? He, he's already done these things, but you have to be able to enjoy them the way He wants to, you to. Right? He, he's, not, he's not saying, I'll make you rich so you'll have joy. Right? No, because being rich won't give you joy. Right? Think about Paul. We'll come back to this. When he wrote, um, when he wrote in uh, Philippians. Philippians 4. Look at Philippians 4.11. And this is where he was talking to the Philippians about giving into the ministry. And they, they, were, they were sowing a seed into the ministry. And, and he was talking about how pleased he was with that seed. But then he stopped and he said, not that I speak in respect to want. He has no respect for want. When we begin to talk our problem, right? And, that, and I can tell you, when I had problems in my business, I told everybody about it. And I told them why they were that way. I had a good excuse for why I was failing. I was respecting want. Well, I was giving it credit, right, for, the, for my circumstances rather than letting the Word change me. Just hold another message. Just thought you'd like to hear it. <laughs> for I learned in whatsoever state I am in therewith to be content. Now, there's a word, content, that we confuse a lot. 
Because people think to be content means have as little as possible and just be happy that you got that little. Right? That's not what God's talking about. He's, he's talking about being content and trusting Him. That He is the God who prospers you. He is the God that gives you richly all things in the joy. He is the God of your salvation. He is the God who you can trust no matter what circumstance you find yourself in. And that's what Paul was saying. No matter what circumstance I find myself in, right, I'm not not worried about it. I I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Right? Bring the verse back up. I know how to be abased. Put it in the Young's literal for me. We'll read a little bit backwards, but I I talk backwards, so that works out okay. I have known both to be abased... And I have known to abound in everything and in all things I have been initiated. I like that word because he's saying I've been thrown into the water deeper. I've been thrown in over my head so I had to learn to swim. Right? I've been initiated both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to be in want. And, And you know people say, well, I wonder why Paul had to be poor. Paul didn't say I was poor. He said he had times where he needed things. Right? In want. Not of want. Right? (laughs) The Lord was still his shepherd. Uh, I'll put put it this way. If you had $500 right now and it's all you had and you gave it away, you would be in want. Right right now you'd be, be, right? Because you wouldn't have anything. But you'd have seed in the ground. Right? Whole nother story. Stay away from that. Both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to be in want. Verse 13. For all things I have strength in Christ strengthening me. So what Paul was literally saying is, I need the same strength to abound that I need to, to be abased. See, rarely do you hear somebody that's abounding say, Lord, give me strength with all this uh, abounding, Lord. I've got so much funds and so much money right now. I need your strength. But we should. Because that's what Paul's saying. He's saying, I need the same strength to prosper that I need to, to, to when I'm in want. That same strength that meets all my needs according to His riches and glory also shows me how to handle God's prosperity. It's the same anointing. It says, and if you look back at the King James, that's what it literally says. I can do all things through Christ, right? I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I can do all things through the anointing and the anointed one, which strengthens me. In other words, I can abound only right through him. I can be abased only right through him. What's he saying? The way out... And the way up, and the way through, and the way anywhere is through Him. As a Christian, prosperity starts in Christ. And when we start in Christ, we stand in Christ. We don't move off of those things because that's where our prosperity... That's why it didn't move Him if He was in want for a minute. Why? Because He knew who He was trusting before want came. He was trusting God. And that's, that's what John said in 3 John 2 um, at, in, in verse 3. 
verse 3, he said, I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you. In other words, what's he saying? He's saying, I want you to prosper and be in health. And what, 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 he, what he sees first as, as their prosperity is walking in the truth. The truth that they know, the truth that they're living, the truth that, that they see and, and, are, and are allowing through them every day. The truth is the, is the start of prosperity, walking in God's word. Amen? When we walk, it says, they testified of the truth that's in you even as you walk in the truth. And he's, he's not ever got off of, I wish above all things that you prospered me in health. And why is he saying? Even as your soul prospers, because he's saying, your soul's prospering. You're walking in truth. You're walking in the healing power of God. You're walking in the prosperity of God. You're walking in the peace and love of God. You truly are prospering. Amen? And, 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 and then he says, now I want you to prosper in every way the way you're prospering right here. I want, I want, I want this prosperity that's in you now to come up and out of you and begin to do things in your life. And when they do that, that, that's what Paul's saying. He's saying, no matter what I find my circumstances in, I can do all things. Why? Because I have Christ. It doesn't matter where I'm at. It doesn't matter what's being thrown at me. I can hit the ball. Right? It doesn't matter. Why? You were victorious before the, fit, the pitch was thrown. You were victorious before the, the attack came on. So victory, just like they were just saying, victory everywhere you go, <coughs> victory's happening. Why? Because it happened before the attack. That's, that's where we have to remember, though. That's where we have to say that that's prosperity when you begin to remember it right. When you begin to remember it right. It's, it's not the losses that you remember. It's, it's the successes. Because every success has the Word of God behind it and the love of God in it. Amen? Every success. There's no success that happened without God's love and without faith in Him. Amen? Because that, that's, what puts, that, that's what sets us on a foundation to receive. When we, begin, when we begin to look at prosperity as our walk with Him. Amen? Because prosperity happened in me when I quit looking for, for finances. Prosperity began to happen in me. I began to grow in Christ. I began to, to love people rather than look selfishly into the Word for an answer to my circumstances that I created on my own. Right? <laughs> Instead, I looked to Him for what I need to do, not for what I need. Amen? So often we're looking for what we need to do Okay, Lord, I've done this, I've done this, I got the scriptures on the mirror, uh, I went to church, I sat in the front row, I sang loud. <laughs> right? And, and one time, a little tear came to my eye. So I'm thinking, healing? Huh? Some money? What's coming now? You know, I'm doing good, Lord. No. You can't do good. But with Him, you can. When you abound in Christ... Good becomes good. It becomes God good. Not just, not just a good work. It's a God good work. You did it for the right reason, with the right heart, at the right time, to the right person, and everything about it was God. 
And when it was, he was able to prosper you while you were doing something completely that you didn't even, you weren't even planning on. Right? It, it was, you, you didn't ask God to show you how to, how to minister salvation to five-year-olds. But that's what he had you do. And when, you, when your heart got in it, when you began to do the, what God told you to do with all your heart, then you began to change. And what became, what, what, began, what became first to you was him and people. That's prosperity. What, was, what did Jesus come for? Right? He came because he loved the Father and he loved us. His mission was twofold. I love God and I love you. I'm coming. Amen? That's how we can guarantee he's coming back. He loves us. Amen? He's coming back. He's coming back for the bride he loves. Amen? And, 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 and that's, that's the thing. That when our mission becomes his mission, then, then, then prosperity begins to happen in us and the things that the circumstances we thought we needed to change begin to change without you helping at all. Because you stayed, you stayed in his things, he was able to get in your things and affect a change. Right? Because the circumstances weren't your problem to start with. Your heart was. Amen. <laughs> it's quiet. Right? We're not trying to get God to change circumstances. He changed all the circumstances. The circumstances were sin and death, and he changed them to the spirit of life, which made us free from the law of the sin and death. Amen? The circumstances were you and I were on our way to hell, and he changed all that. And now, by our trust in him, we prosper in our salvation. Why? Because we trust every day that we're going to heaven. If we leave this earth tomorrow, we're going to be where he's at. And we trust that every day. But there's so much more. There's so much more that he wants for us. He wants us to be well. You know, I was talking, I forget who I was talking to, but, you know, Brother Hagin, so many times, he, people would be sick and they would say, we're tired and we're going to go on. And he'd say, as soon, he said, I'll tell you what, that's okay, but you have to get well first. That's awesome. Go if you want to, but don't let the devil take you out. Amen. And, and, you know, don't get me wrong. Until you've been there, you don't know what people are dealing with. So if they go, just be happy that they're, they're with, with, the, with God. Amen? But, but we, we want that kind of prosperity that we care enough about people that we even want to see them leave this earth right. Amen? And, and those are the things that God has us do in our life that, that show his love, and they show prosperity. In your life, they show health of doctrine in your life, if you will. Right? How many know, you know, I know the word doctrine kind of sounds theological, but I'm a professor, so I can kind of do that. But really, it just means you, you, you rightly divide the word of truth. You rightly divide the word of truth. I remember one time um, I, was, I came home from Bible study, and I called my mom. And I said, Mom, I said, I'm just making people mad here. I'm telling them God's good, and they're yelling at me. And she goes, and, and, and I go, I don't, I don't know what to do. And she goes, son, they're not mad at you. They just don't know what to do with you. Right? They've never heard how much God loved them. They've never heard how good he is. But if we're so t- tied up with our circumstances, we'll never get to prosper in that. Right? right? I thank God for some of the people that 
are in this church today that came to our Bible studies. Amen? That, that thought I was crazy. <laughs> yeah, thought I was crazy. And probably did sound crazy, and I probably wasn't doing it all right, but the Lord helped us. And, and I'm thankful because that was the beginning of my prosperity because God was changing me to where I cared only about others and quit caring about me. And, and, and when, when I became selfless instead of selfish, then God was able to change the circumstances that I thought were holding me back, which they weren't holding me back at all. I could have done what I was doing the whole time instead of worrying about my finances. Right? How many know worry is a waste of time? Amen? And the truth of the matter is, is if I would have read these verses right, even the ones Paul talked about, I'd have said, wait a second. I know how to be abased. The same way I was abounding is the same way I abased. I was trusting God when I abounded. I'm not going to quit trusting God when I'm abased. Right? Well, what's he saying? I know how to have and I know how to have not. In in my have not season, I'm trusting God. In my have season, I'm trusting God. In all things, right, at all times, I'm trusting God. I'm never pulling my faith back from who he is. Amen? And that's, that's soul prosperity. Soul prosperity is when you refuse anything but his answer. Anything but His Word. Anything but, but the truth. And that's what they were doing. They were walking in truth. No matter what anybody said to them in, in, in 3 John 2, they were like, here's the Word of God says. Let me tell you what the Word of God says. It's truth. Right? You, you say, you say you're, you're, you're weak. The Word says you're strong. Amen? It, it, the, the Word contradicts the devil every time. Amen? Whew, this is good. Thank you, Lord. Do you all have strength to prosper? You have strength in every situation. No matter what your situation, your strength is Christ. Amen? You know, one of the words that he uses for, um, what was the, I'll tell you what, let's go on here and I'll, I'll get to that one. First Timothy 6. First Timothy 6 says, in verse 6, says, but godliness, right, with contentment. You know, a lot of people, the, the, the content, again, right there in that verse, the godliness with contentment, okay? Holiness and adoration for God. Godli- godliness. An adoration, a worship for God. With contentment. In other words, I'm content to be a worshiper of God all my life. No matter what the circumstances is, no matter what the situation is, I'm content with God. And that's what he's trying to say. He's not, he's not, saying, he's not saying, you know what, this is my life. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't marry very well, did I? <laughs> I married really well. It's from a movie you don't want to know. <laughs> but, that, you know, that's not contentment. That's, that's not contentment. This is my life. You know, 
Um, I'm poor, so I'm just going to be content to be poor. I, I, I've got this problem. Um, this health problem runs in my family. That's, we're just going to be content to have that. This, this is what happens when this happens. I'm just going to be content with it. That's not contentment. That's giving up. Right? right? Contentment is content in serving God in this, in, in this application. What he's literally saying is your contentment needs to be in Christ. Your contentment, your, your, you need to say no matter what's going on, no matter what the circumstances in, I'm serving God. I'm going to serve God. I'm, I'm going to walk with him. I'm not going to quit him. I'm not going to look to another way. He's sufficient. That's what he was telling Paul in, in Corinthians. He was saying, my grace, it's more than enough. That's what sufficient means, more than enough. It means, it, it means be enough. My, my grace, in other words, what God's saying, no matter what your circumstances in, is I'm sufficient. Don't look for another way. I've got it. It's when we look for another way that we get back and we start looking at the circumstances again instead of to God. And immediately what you've done is you've put your circumstances in front of God and he can't fix them from there. Remember we talked about this a few weeks ago, putting God first, keeping him in his place. And, and over and over again, that you, you look at these verses and that's what he says, seek ye first. Don't, don't, don't look another direction. Amen? And, and you know, you think about... Abraham. Abraham's a good example of, prosper, of godly prosperity, right? Because God said, leave, get up from your land and leave. And Abraham said yes, and he began to leave. He didn't ask what was in it for him. God told him he would bless him, he would make a great nation out of him, and he believed God, had nothing else but God, and he chose to trust God, no matter what it looked like, no matter what... But, but then you look later, just a, few, just a few verses later, and it says Abraham was rich. Now, did Abraham do something to get rich? Yeah, he followed God. Right? Not to get rich. He followed God because he trusted God. He didn't do it to get rich. He, when he followed God, prosperity began happening in his life. And what happened was it overflowed, and it, and it overflowed into his visual life. Amen? But Abraham prospered. And here first, how? He believed God. And, and that's what godliness with contentment is. It, it's a refusal to look at anything else or any other way. Abraham saw one way. It was the way God said to go. And he, did, he wasn't looking for another way. Amen. Even when the king, king, what was it, king of, uh, um, where was, what was the king that tried, offered him money? Huh? King of Salem? No. You guys aren't helping me. Come on. Where's my Where's my scriptura? Of what, honey? What'd you say? You didn't know it either. Don't worry, I got it. Huh? The king Sodom. The king of Sodom. I knew I had the verse. But the king of Sodom said, well, offered him money, and he said, I'm not taking your money because nobody will make me rich. But God, in other words, you're not going to be able to say that you were the... Why? He was only looking at one... He was content with his source, with his supply, with his Lord. He was content. He wasn't looking for another way. And that's what Paul's saying. No matter what my circumstance looks like, I'm not living in my circumstance. I'm living in a much higher realm than that. I have a greater power. I have a greater ability. I have the strength of God. In other words, I can do all things through Christ 
who, who empowers and enables me. That's what the word strength means. Empower and enable. The, the, I can do all things through the Christ that's in strengthening me. Not, not I can be poor through Christ. I can, do, I can get through this through Christ. I can, I can handle prosperity properly through Christ who strengthens me. I'm going to need the same amount of anointing that it took to overcome poverty that I'm going to need to walk in, in, in wealth. Walking in wealth is a responsibility as a Christian because what, what you're doing is you're holding on to something that God's going to direct you with. And the minute it becomes your source, you, you back God out of it. Remember what he said in Deuteronomy, was it Deuteronomy 8? He said, he said you're going to have goodly houses. You're going to have all this stuff going. You're going to have stuff you didn't build. You're going to have you know, all the good stuff. But don't forget me. Why? Because riches cause us to forget. That's why you've got to prosper before you get them. You've got to have soul prosperity before wealth can come because he gave us the ability to get wealth. So the minute you take the ability away, you no longer have the ability to keep it. Right? You're going to misuse it. It's going to become a god, and it's going to hurt you. He's not willing for that to happen. Right? He said, remember the Lord your God, for it is he that gave you the power, the strength, the enablement to get wealth. Amen? In other words, without him, you don't want it. With him, it's a blessing. Without him, it's money. Right? You know, a lot of people say, say I just want to be the boss. You know, you don't always want to be the boss. Right. <laughs> I can tell you, the boss has some sucky jobs. Right? You know, so every person that gets in trouble in a company, the boss has to talk to them. That's no fun. Right? I can tell you from experience, that's no fun. The boss has to deal with some really... You don't always think you've you got to... you got to be equipped to be who God... to be in the position God puts you in. And so to be in the prosperity position, you've got to let him equip you to be there. Amen? So don't just pray for money. Pray for prosperity. Pray, pray for soul prosperity. Don't, change, don't pray to have your circumstance changed. Pray to have you changed to, do, to get rid of your circumstance. Amen? Because God's a good God. And, and above all things. And if you, if you heard no other words tonight, those three words should matter to you. Above all things. Everything else that I could pray for you today, I pray that you prosper and that you be in health. I pray that, that your life go well, that your body is, is healed, that, that, you, that you prosper in such a way that you, you're successful in everything you do. Amen? And, and that's what God's saying. Why, why is he saying that? Because as you grow in that, I can give you more. As you grow in it, I'll give you more. Right? To, to whom much is, much is given, much is required. And so the more he gives you, the more he's going to require of you. But you've got to be able to handle what he gives you. Amen? If, you, if you're the servant with the one talent and you bury it in a hole, you're never getting any more. Right? <laughs> but we're not going to be that servant, are we? Right? The, the servant that was prosperity-minded took his and, and, and made more with it. And that's what, that's what he's saying. He's saying, take what I give you and make the most with it. Amen? And by his strength. By his strength. 
Isaiah 48, we'll close with this. Isaiah 48, verse 17. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teaches thee to profit. And you know, again, when I used to see that verse, I used to see little dollar signs around it, because why? He's teaching how to make money. No, he's teaching how to have money, not how to... Right? Because the word profit there means to, uh, to have value. He teaches you how to have value. Right? He wants your value to be great in the kingdom of God. I'm gonna, in other words, the Lord's saying, I'll teach you how to get the most value out of the life I've given you. Right? I'll teach you how to get all the benefits out of, out of life. I'll, I'll teach you what you can be doing that brings value to your life, that brings value to the lives around you. In other words, that's profit. That's profit to God. When, when he uses you to, to work in others' lives, you're now profiting. You're profitable. Remember what, he, remember what Paul said about, uh, was it John Mark? He said, uh, he, he kicked him out at one time, but he, brings, he said, he's now profitable to my ministry. Paul didn't change. John Mark must have. Right. Amen? Because so, why? Because now he, he, his, he had no value to the ministry, but now he was prospering and he became profitable to the ministry. And, and, and as we prosper, he teaches us how to be more profitable to the kingdom of God. And, and when, when, we, when we begin to do things that glorify God and, and, the things, and things in our life don't point to us but they point to Him, then we become more profitable. Why? Because our value to the kingdom, the, our value to the kingdom is, is priceless. Why? One, how much is one soul worth? Right? How, how, much, how, much, how much would someone pay for a healing? <laughs> right? I mean, think, think about the, the woman with the issue of blood. She spent all she had before she prospered. She got rid of all her prosperity before she got prosperity. Right? What'd she say? I've been, I've had this 12 years. I've spent all that I have on doctors. One touch. One touch of the master and she received true prosperity. So nothing that she spent meant anything to the, to the priceless value of the healing she received. Amen? Why? Because everything Jesus does is, po- is profitable. Amen? Glory to God. I'll teach, you, I'll teach you to profit, to be valuable, useful, and of benefit, which lead, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the one that leads you in the way that you should go. I'll teach you to have the most value, and then I'll tell you where to take it. Amen? I'm going to teach you how to be valuable, then I'm going to show you where to take that value, where it will mean the most where you can do the most good, where the kingdom of God will be, will, will be the most impacted. I'll send you with your profit, with, with, with your value, with your benefit to those who need you. Amen? To those places that, that are most useful for you. Glory to God. That, that's prosperity. That's the kind of prosperity he's talking about. And then the neat thing about all that, when prosperity began to happen in me, the businesses took off all on their own, right? And the circumstances changed. Why? Because I was no longer 
concerned with the circumstances. I was concerned with the things of God. Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And you know, really, if you look at the verse above it, it says, don't do this. This is what people that don't know me do. Right? Don't, don't, don't worry about what you're going to wear. Don't seek after clothes or, or, or food. You don't have to do that. What, what's he saying? You don't have to do that. Trust me. He's a good father. He said if we'll seek him first, he'll take care of the clothes and the food. Amen? That, by the way, it doesn't mean you can't work because then you're, you're already not doing the law of God or the word of God because he said if you don't work, you don't eat. So. Right? You can't not do one word to try and make another one work because you don't want to work. <laughs> I know nobody in here is like that, so I'll just say it to whoever's listening out there in La La Land. Amen? Glory to God. He, he's, he's doing good things for us. He's teaching good things in us. He, but, but, but don't look at the circumstances around you to judge what, what you need to do or what you need. And, and remember what I started off with. Want is not fulfilled by money. Need is not fixed by money. Doesn't fix it. Need, money will not bring peace. Money will not bring joy. Money, will, money without God will bring problems that you can't fix and people that you don't want around. Right? But prosperity with God will bring people that need to be around. Right? And, and it will give you the ability to fix through Christ. And, and God will use you, and your value will be priceless. Glory to God. Stand up with me. Thank you, Lord. How many know it was good to pray tonight? Right? Um, when we pray for people, you know, one thing God told me when and, and I was today, but I, even, even beyond reading the chapters and reading them, is, is it, because it is him talking to you. I don't want to say as it's like him talking to him because it is him talking to you. But you actually have to purpose to read it that way because I'll start reading it and then I'll find myself reading it like you're just reading it again. But, but listen to it while you're reading it. Listen to him talk to you in the word of God because he's talking to us. He's saying, beloved, my, my, my beloved Dave, my, my beloved Randy, my beloved I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health at the same level your soul prospers. And, 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 and you need, we need to read those things like he's talking to them. And we need to pray the same way. We need to pray and not think we're praying out here. We're praying to the Father who loves us. We're, we're praying as children. My, my daughter never ran to another room and yelled to me what she wanted. Right? No, she came right up to me and said, Dad, can I? Will you? Can we? What about? Right? Why? Because she had a good dad. Right? Until I said no, and then I wasn't good for at least an hour. <clears throat> Amen? But we have a good Father God, and we, we can boldly approach Him. Why? Because He loves us. Right? You're not approaching Him boldly because that's the way you get something you're approaching him boldly because you're approaching the father who loves you the father who would give you anything let me rephrase that the father who has given you everything glory to god glory to god you guys got a song